Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we are finishing up our great series here on paying attention to attentiveness. I'm tired of paying attention, Carl. It's hard to pay attention all the time, isn't it? It really is. It is a skill. It is something that needs to be learned. But it's a good one. It's a good one. And I'm excited we're doing this because we're equipping ourselves, we're equipping each other to be um, seeing what's coming at us, so to speak, in the tennis game. And the earlier we can see it, the better chance we have of being able to get in position and responding effectively. Well, and I would like to tie together our last podcast with this one, because last week we discussed really being attentive with people. And today we're discussing being attentive to ideas and trends. And what better avenue of having that communicated to us than our employees who are sort of on, as we shall say, the front lines doing the work. If we thought they had any value. If we thought we had any value, they had any value, which we discussed should be a way that we refocus our minds (laughs) to think. And it's all really comes down to not paying attention. We get stuck on things like organizational charts and five-year plans. And as great as those things are, they create this assumption that ideas for this week's podcast come from the top and take place in annual meetings and boardrooms. And we aren't paying attention, as you pointed out, one place we don't pay attention to for the emergence of ideas are for the people in our own firm who are already committed to what we're doing, who are already experiencing what works and doesn't work all the time, every day, for ideas of everything from how we might do what we're doing differently to how people are using our ideas and products and services, whatever our business is. And it's right in front of our face in the most friendly context of all our team. Well, tell me a little bit of an example of something that comes along that we may not really, that we may see as, as we said before, our reaction is usually knee jerk. We resist it. We're not, we don't work with it. We just sort of put up a wall to it. So how do we give us an example of what we might be missing? Well, let's start with an idea that comes from within about how things function in your own firm. And somebody says, if we did this process this other way, I think we could save a lot of time and a lot of money. Now, I said it very nicely, how it usually comes across to leaders, and maybe even actually is how it's usually communicated, feels like some kind of criticism or complaint. This isn't working, we got to stop. And we're not paying attention, in the way we're talking about it, of just taking a step back and thinking about what's happening here. So we react to it, you know, that they're against us, that they're saying we're a bad leader, that they're saying we're a bad company. And we start justifying the way we're doing it. And there are reasons for the way we're doing it now. But we cut them off and we put them down before we've actually paused and listened to what they're saying. And it might be a very useful incredibly insightful thought about how things could be done differently. And and there's no reason for it. We just were in the mindset that that's not where ideas come from. And so we experience it differently. So there's, there's the kind of using the within the firm ideas come from unexpected places is the reality that people are not watching out for. And when that reality hits, they don't see it. Well, it strikes me that ideas and trends are often something that are the last things to catch on in the workplace. So it's like we, we move, like there's new ways of communicating. We've talked about that. And yet we're still stuck in an old way of doing things. So for instance, exactly. well, now people are, as you said earlier, able to be on their phone to get an email to receive communication all the time. And if you have clients 
who are sort of expecting in that, that, in that world, in the world that they live in, to actually ignore them for a week means they're going to go somewhere else to someone who has a better system of communication. And the issue isn't so much that we resist that trend, oh, we need our private space, our employees have a right not to be on the phone all the time. Those are good values. But how do you incorporate those needs, those expectations into how you do work so that you are sort of not necessarily embracing a trend, but considering it as a possibility for you? So if one person isn't available, that's going to be a big deal to an employee who has to wait all weekend. I'm sorry, uh, not an employee, but a, a customer who has to wait you know, a week for an answer or a weekend to see that something's being done. Exactly. And it does absolutely no good to say it shouldn't be this way. We might agree it shouldn't be this way. You have to be on the phone all the time. But the solution doesn't, as you pointed out, doesn't necessarily need to be to be on the phone all the time. So that's where the person who's paying attention can think about and start structuring other things. You know, you had a couple of great ideas of just, you know, one is having a backup people who can are available to help your clients when you're inaccessible. Another is using, you know, your message to inform people of when you will be available. I'm going to be busy all morning and will be answering calls this afternoon. And then you've taken care of that wondering on their part, are they going to hear about it from you that day, the next day, or two weeks from now? And you can start, that's where we're saying the paying attention gives you lots of options. It doesn't make the reality of the problem or the change, or in this case, the trend of how people are, how communication is all the time everywhere now, but it helps us address that reality. You know, I've always thought this is considering, you know, I, I go to the doctor or I call ahead and, you know, I'm, I'm usually at home with my three-year-old, so I have a little flexible schedule, but they'll close for two hours during the middle of the day from 12 to two. I can't get on the phone. I can't get an appointment (laughs) during this time. And I thought when I worked in an office, I had before work a lunch hour and an -hmm. afternoon where I can go to the doctor, an evening where I can go to the doctor or the weekend, Mm -hmm. but I have no option of going to the doctor I mean, they're open only during my workday. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always thought, well, that just doesn't make sense. Like, what if they were not open Monday through Friday? What if they were open Wednesday through Sunday? You know, that would be such an entire, that's your population. They're pe- working people go to the doctor. Yeah. You would think that there would be entire medical practices that would have weekend hours, would find some way to do weekend hours, and they'd get so many clients. Instead, you have take the, the weekend family business. That's right. You have a weekend <laughs> of urgent care where somebody waits three and four hours to That's staff that example. is, you know what I mean, yeah. overworked and unable to manage the load, who are not kind of with you and do not take time with you because they can't. And I just thought it's just a whole system of doing things that doesn't make sense. And the problems are beyond anticipatory. They just ignore them. <laughs> they just ignore them. And they're way behind on all forms of client relations, communication tools that are available and scheduling tools that are available. And um, yeah, and it backfires. It all backfires. Well, in our pediatrician's office, they'll take, they'll see an appointment on a Saturday. They make it a point to see kids on Saturday morning. There you go. That's, I'm to somebody who may not be able to take their kids to the doctor on the weekday, that's a big deal. Exactly. But we could have caught that early on when we noticed the trend of more and more families having two working parents. Create an issue that there was not this person who was always at home, always available, so that when there was 
when it was when the culture was that homogeneous, it made perfect sense to have doctor's hours during the week with two working parents. It all of a sudden doesn't make sense. Who adjusted? Who paid attention to that? Who lost business because they didn't pay attention to that? It'll be a lot of very interesting questions. And and then maybe nobody did. Maybe everybody just had to adjust. And um, at the other end, and have people upset at work and all the time that they have to ask for off. No, I love it because then it's like, yeah, that's right. That's what you do. Exactly. It's like now you have people taking sick time when they're not sick to go to the doctor, taking vacation time to go to the doctor, which is an employer you are paying. Let's take my favorite example, which is the music industry. How much money has Apple made off of the trend, noticing that people wanted to listen to music when they wanted to, not buy whole albums, not listen to it in the order recorded, and because they paid attention and they found a way to create a marketplace to buy one song. And so people didn't have to steal. Now, how much money did the recording industry lose when that they saw that same trend too late and they spent a fortune fighting it, trying to make it go away, suing their own customers who were children? Two, you know, so there's a trend going on. There's two different forms of paying attention or being caught off guard. And the kind of decisions you end up making out of that are vastly different. And so, you know, the music world's been transformed and the a good example of even the powers to be get left can, can be left out. So we want those kind of eyes if we're paying attention of what's going on around us. When we talk about trends related to either what we're doing and making, or as your example was, how we do it, change, are we thinking? And if we're thinking, we have a pretty good chance of um, seeing opportunities that we could jump into, making changes so that we don't get left behind. Um, as far as ideas from within, we can um, spot them because even if they come from unexpected sources, because we've got our eyes open for that kind of stuff. And that's the power of attentiveness. That's what this series is about, is you know, bless all of us for our plans and dreams and goals and ideals that we hold out in front of us and are working very hard and intentionally toward but the ones who are going to win are the ones who, on top of that, have the defense or reactive side of their tennis game together as well and are paying attention to what's coming at them and thinking about it early on so that their game doesn't get thrown off and they're behind the eight ball, too late, reacting in a knee jerk or putting their head in the sand. Well, and I do, I do want to point out, um, when we were discussing this series, I believe you said that the attentive person sees solutions, sees a different way of, of a, a different approach, sees something might work better, but they see them particularly when they come along out of unexpected places. And mm-hmm. so it's really being a person that is able to think just outside this box of directives. And that will always give you the advantage. Yeah. And something might work better. That's what we want to pay attention to. And something might not, but at least you have all the, some information to make a choice from. Exactly. And so, and so hence the series, so that we can all expand our repertoire of leadership skills so that we aren't saying one's more important than the other. We're saying, let's get these things working together. And we hope you have enjoyed, and we hope you come by our website and interact with us about what's going on where you work and how paying attention to what's going on has helped you think about and deal with something earlier on than you normally did when it kind of hit you in the face after the fact. Well, thank you for joining us. We're always looking for ideas for our podcast, anything that you want to hear us discuss. 
We're at boldenterprises.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.